Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. It's Patrick Kane in Chicago! Oh, oh my God! Kane with the overtime winner! The Red Wings win it 3-2! The story is complete! Our Kane's return to Chicago! Sure. Okay, so the Patrick Kane, that's the clip there. They, those are two very excited gentlemen on uh, Kane's return to Chicago. I'm assuming that's the Red Wings broadcast. Gotta be. Kane scores at the end. Cool moment, by the way. I mean, he's... Is he their all-time player? I mean, he's their all-time leader in points, isn't he? Whatever, we don't have to have that conversation right now. He scores. He gets a standing ovation after being announced as the game's first star. Uh, one little thing, though. Can you play back how that guy said the word Chicago? It's Patrick Kane in Chicago! Okay, Chicago. Chicago. Okay, just, I, thought he, I thought he completely butchered the name of the city. But, all right. Patrick Kane scores last night. Are you spending any time thinking about or being frustrated that he's not with the Sabres right now? As he... <sighs> He scores last night. The Red Wings are in a playoff spot. They are having the season. They have passed the Sabres. The Sabres were above them two years in a row. Detroit has flown by them. They're having the season. All Buffalo fans would have wanted to see. They're in first. They're in the first wild card spot. And Kane is got has got twenty eight points in twenty seven games. Kane's been really good for them. Um, they also like they were aggressive in the offseason. They got Alex Brinkett in the offseason. He hasn't worked out that well though. But. But they were the, the whole roster is we took a swing here, we took yeah. a swing there, we took a swing here, and they have not all worked. I mean, they way overpaid JT Comfer. They overpaid David Perron, but they said, what the hell, we don't care because we're trying to win right now. I don't think they're actually that great. I wouldn't I would be stunned if they even won a round. But I mean, can we talk? Like, you know, like who, how, how can how can someone that covers the Sabres talk on that front? Like, sure, they've made some some moves that they might pay for down the road, but whatever. They're they're having fun, you know. They're having fun, and Kane, who I'll be the first to admit, I thought was completely shot. A hip injury like that, there is almost no history of guys with that injury that come back and produce the way they did before. You had. Who were the examples? Ed Jovanovsky way back when had the hip procedure Kane did and was out of the league almost instantly after returning. Nicholas Backstrom for the Capitals had that procedure, tried to return this year, couldn't, had to go back on the shelf. His career might be over. So I was just looking at sample size or history of that injury and saying, okay, well, no one else is really able to do this. So I'm betting on it being pretty unlikely, but here we are. He's a point-of-game player for the Red Wings. They they also didn't they in the offseason they got 
that Alex Lyon, right? The goalie from Florida? I think that might have been And they paid him like nothing, right? right? <laughs> they traded for Vili Husso to be their goalie last year, though. Like, they're... Yeah. Yeah, there, there is a point to be made here overall about how the Sabres have gone all for draft, develop, internal growth, internal competition, improvement that way, and that's how we're going to that's how we're gonna win. The Red Wings, meanwhile, I mean look look at how they've acquired their roster. Debrinket, trade. Andrew Kopp, free agency, JT Confer, free agency, David Perron, free agency, hmm. Robbie Fabry, trade, Patrick Kane, free agency, Clem Costin, free agency, Daniel Sprong, free agency. Lucas Raymond, there we go, draft. <laughs> and then the blue line. Free agent, free agent, free agent, trade, free agent, trade, draft. And then goalie, trade, free agent. I mean, they have like four players on their whole team they've drafted. I'm not saying that has to be the way to do everything, and maybe they've gone too far with some of it. You also can't really blame the Sabres, though, right? They wanted to, they wanted to sign Kane. Kane just... What, well, that's, told, told them no. That's my, I guess, prevailing thought on the Patrick Kane thing, which is why it's just like it's hard for me to be mad because, listen, if the Sabres had tried, if the Sabres were in a desperate swing, tried to give him more money or tried to give him term, even if he's, he did what, if he was doing what he's doing for the Sabres, what he's doing for Detroit, yep. but the Sabres gave him a three-year deal, would you feel really good about that? Um, I mean, if he's, but if he's doing what he's doing, I I think I wouldn't care. Okay. You know what I mean? Like, I, I would know in the back of my head, this is not a good contract, but what, what is, what is my team? Are you putting the Sabres where the Red Wings are at the same time? Because if the team is having success, if the team's in the race and he's a part of that, I mean, I'm going to have a hard time being upset about anything, right? I mean... The other thing, too, is to, to revisit this. And I, I don't know how interesting this even has to be because Kane didn't want to come back here. And the Sabres seemingly wanted to sign him. They wanted to bring him in and be a part of this forward group. And what's funny is the one thing I think everyone could agree on when Kane was available was, well, maybe he could come in and help the power play. Remember... I mean, this this is hindsight 2020 a little bit. When Kane was out there, were the Sa- did we know the Sabres' power play was this bad? Last year, they were one of the better power plays. We I don't think I didn't think they needed help on the power play. <laughs> I mean, that ended up being you know they could have used them though, right? Over the course of the season to help that out. So the one thing you might have trusted him to do is the thing they needed help, and he's been great. I mean, at least by putting up points. You know, I don't know how good he's been in his own end or anything, but, again, I don't know how much time we have to spend thinking about, you know, why the Sabres not getting Patrick Kane this season and how much it really would have made a difference in the first place. 803-0550 is the phone number. So that happened last night. It's the NFL Combine. Sal Capaccio is down in Indy. He'll join us uh, coming up in about 45 minutes. The Combine runs through next Monday, so you've got it through the next week. Drills begin on Thursday. Are you taking any time to consider now with the rise in the salary cap that the Bills might revisit the idea of paying Gabe Davis? No. 
even on a seven eight million dollar contract, nine million dollar contract. Do you th- no? Because I think it could get that low. Well, it depends. Are you saying do I think they will or do I think they should? Do, if they could get him on a team friendly contract, do you think they would do it? Sal seems to think that that it's not a closed door. He said goodbye on Instagram, but that there could be that there would be interest on both sides still and you know, if he were to go around the market and I mean this this could happen, couldn't it? There are so many good draft free or receivers. There are so many good free agent receivers. Like where does Gabe Davis rank for a dra- for a receiver needy team this offseason? Is he like the 20th best idea? I mean, maybe if they're if that's true, the Bills love him. He was a captain. He's a hard worker in the locker room. That if it came to it that they could work out the money, they'd still want him back. Because I think there's an argument to be made. You wouldn't want to do it even if you did make the money work. Let's say he did say, all right, I looked around. Jordan Poyer last year, you know, kind of the same thing. I looked around, didn't like what I saw. Nobody was willing to pay up big. I'll come back here for $8 million a year. $9 million a year. What do we think? Because I'd still have some real hesitation. And the real hesitation for me would be, you do that, I don't trust them as much to just draft a receiver. They're not going to. Well, they might, but it's not going to be priority. I, I'm not interested at all. Even on a team-friendly contract? No. Is that because, though, it would it would just it would all it would do is decrease the odds that they're going to pick another one? Right? It's almost not even that to me, Joe. It's just that I'm I'm ready for them, and I want them to be ready for something different. It's not that Gabriel Davis isn't a good receiver. It's not that I don't think he brings them value. It's not that I don't think that they could be better even next year as a passing team with Gabriel Davis in as part of the fold. It's just that what I think Gabriel Davis's role should be if he were to return is the role that he was his second year where I think Emmanuel Sanders was ahead of him and he was really the wide receiver four. Mm-hmm. And am I willing to pay seven or eight million dollars for a wide receiver four? Absolutely not. I am not. Gabriel Davis, the reason that I thought Gabriel Davis had true value to the team mm-hmm. Other than, you know, like the tangible things. He was a good blocker, and he was a good downfield threat. And, um, you know, Josh Allen, I think, largely, not at times I think it wavered, but trusts Gabriel Davis. Mm -hmm. He was of value because he was a fourth-round pick. Yep. And he, at most in the season, made a million dollars? million and a half? It was cheap. His, His career earnings are almost incredible to look at. Because, I mean, half his career could be done, right? Like, receivers don't – receivers go longer than running back, but they're not, like, you know, usually approaching 40. His career earnings are $5.7 million. He basically <laughs> – he averaged – And half of that was last year. He Right. Yeah. I think what made him – this is going to sound harsh. What made his inconsistencies tolerable mm-hmm. – was that he was making almost no money. Mm-hmm. When he is a $7 million player, not only his inconsistencies to me become intolerable. They become, I, 
I become angry with them. I, I was angry with them last year at times. Like, that drop that led to an interception against Denver was maddening. And I ha- you, can, you can find four or five examples of those types of plays every single, like, not every year, but over the course of his career, a play like that that led to an interception that he should have caught. To me, I'm I'm just I'm ready I'm ready to see him in a role elsewhere. Like I I want him to see, to be successful. Um, I like Gabriel Davis. Um, I just am ready for a different route at wide receiver too. And I also am good with if this team took receiver in rounds one and four, one and three, one and five. Look what the look what the returns you're getting with Khalil Shakir are fifth mm-hmm. round pick. Mm-hmm. The Bills should have been swinging on fourth and fifth. The Bills, like I remember this conversation that Mike, or, uh, yeah, that that Mike used to make basically every year before they got Josh Allen, draft a quarterback every single year. I think you draft, said draft seven quarterbacks every single just, year. Just draft, yeah. court, just draft just people until you, and you hope keep you draft hit. until you hit one. And yeah. the Bills should be with Josh Allen a quarterback. They should be drafting a guy no later than the fifth every single year. Yeah. Especially now with how deep these drafts have been, how deep this draft is. Even if, listen, if the Bills, and regardless of if they sign Gabriel Davis or not, or even get a legitimate veteran, I think everyone has to be a little bit comfortable or okay with if one of those defensive tackles from Texas falls to them at 28. Mm-hmm. I, I, I wouldn't love it. It would be a tough sell. But I could understand it. And if the Bills ended up taking a receiver in the second, yep. I'm not super upset, but I'm probably not the happiest I'd be. I, but here's the thing, too, Joe, is it could be possible that all the re- guys you really want in the first are gone. Yep. It happened last year. It happened the year before. Yep. Like, when we're all having but, the, we've had this conversation. This isn't the first year we're having the wide receiver I conversation. I know, but here's the thing. If if this happened, this is this, this situation's been similar in the past. Okay, you get to your first round pick. All the guys you wanted in the first round are gone. We'll wait to the second round. Isn't the fact that the receivers are going earlier than you thought make it less likely you're going to have one you like there in the second round? And you can't do nothing. But you can't not you can't, that's right. take a swing. That's right. You you definitely can't, that's right. But I also think that means other players are falling down to you. Yep. And I think it's going to be hard for them. How about this? It'll be very easy for them to say Man, we have legitimate holes in the defensive line, and if Chop Robinson or one of these guys fall to them, and I think that was Jan- Daniel Jeremiah's draft uh, mock draft had them taking Chop Robinson to Penn State. Okay, um, high ceiling, like. But well, listen, would defensive line piss me and a lot of people off? A hundred percent. I mean, let's just be honest with what it would definitely make a lot of us upset. It would make me because in your in your hypothetical of they draft a defensive lineman. But you tell me, okay, they're going to get their receiver, uh, Jalen Polk from Washington, or a guy like that. They're going to get their second-round receiver. All right, I can stomach that. But how much do I trust that that's going to fall to them? How much do I trust that that's going to happen? Because especially, man, the day between and the day, the day two, the morning of day two of the NFL draft, and they have just taken a defensive tackle. I mean, I'm going to be I'm going to be a nervous wreck that they're not going to end up with their receiver. Because they they can't, I don't think they cannot do it. Even if they re-signed Gabe Davis, this is because they've already they've they've already done this. They've decided to wait 
and wait. We don't like the value. We don't like the value. We don't want to pick a receiver here. Nope, it would be a reach. Christian Watson instead of Kyrie Elam. Nah, it's not, he's not a first-round prospect. Or, no, nah, we don't want to trade up and go get George Pickens. Or, you know, whatever. Whatever the We don't want to reach here and take, you know, whoever the third-round receiver would have been. Velas Jones, who is not even good. But I'm just saying, they haven't taken a swing at any receiver on day one or day two. You've now reached a point where I don't think you can wait any long, any longer. Because now, you know, if you had done it last year or two years ago, it would have been, all right, what I'm doing is I'm prepping for the inevitable Gabe Davis departure because I'm not going to want to feel beholden to paying him 7 to $10 million a year, even if I can get him at that money. I want the rookie contract. I want the young guy. I want the more complete route runner, more complete receiver. So, you know, now this draft comes about, and again, you take a defensive tackle or a defensive end on day one, and then going into day two, man, you're taking a big risk because you don't pick to the end of the second round. You're going to end up with, what, the 14th wide receiver selected? What you need now is no longer the Gabe Davis replacement. You need the Gabe Davis replacement, and you need to start thinking about the Stephon Diggs replacement. Yeah, And that's to me where the Davis re-signing, if there was any wiggle room because the cap now has gone up and because Davis is so low, I think, on the pecking order of good receivers that are going to be available this offseason. Would bringing Davis back, okay, sure, it might suffice as your number two receiver. You can make that argument. I think you can do a lot better. I'd like to see them do better. But whatever. They'll plug that hole. What he is not, what there is a 0% chance of, is Gabe Davis ever becoming your Stephon Diggs replacement? That will never happen. And re-signing him, to me, it, it's it's kind of a hockey way of thinking, right? Like I just last hour, I just we made the case about trading Middlestad and how, well, where's Yuri Kulik gonna play? Where's Savoy gonna play? Like you don't have spots for these guys. They if they re-sign Gabe Davis, who plays does he play like 95% of the snaps? <laughs> like the dude does not leave. Yeah the field, and he's a captain. I'm going to feel like Davis plus a rookie, I'm going to be worried about that. Because even if you bring Davis back into the fold, it's how much is the rookie going to be able to play? Am I going to be able to trust that he'll just be able to win the job? Because to me, that is the real holdup between the Bills and Gabe Davis. It might not even be money. It's going to Davis and saying, okay, here's the deal. You didn't like what you saw. We like you. You're a captain. You're one of the hardest workers on the team. But here's the deal. If you come back here, you got to be open to going to the bench. Because if the second-round rookie... But Jay, if Jalen, $7 million a year, Joe. That's that's what I mean. That's, that's why dimin- I think it, that doesn't work. It's, it's not only that your return on investment is now significantly higher. Well... In this case, lower. You're not lower, getting as yeah. much return because of the price point. Now you're saying at... Six million dollars more per year. I actually want you to play less. It the right. the the reunion makes no sense to me. I, I I cannot. I will not, and I cannot be convinced that the right move at almost any price, other than the same price he was making. If if he signed for two million dollars, whatever, I, I could be convinced they'll need that guy. Yes, right. That's like right. they'll need maybe even more than two. Maybe but they like can get so, that guy three, for eight hundred thousand dollars. But they'll mm, not even a little bit in more the draft. Than that. Oh, in the you, draft you, they will. Yeah. A fourth or fifth yeah. round guy. Yep can do what you're saying, which is a guy that won't play. 
Well, I was thinking thinking veteran receiver that is like your insurance policy in case the rookie's not ready to play. Kendrick Bourne. Yeah, that's the name I always come back to. Or Uh, uh, we had Kyle Krabs on Friday, and he uh, he likes DJ Chark as an idea. Same thing, like cheaper. But like even, even if you don't like the player specifically, a guy in that tier who is like, what, Four million or less. Yep, on in free agency, like they're gonna need that guy regardless. What I'm saying is, I might prefer all those guys over Gabe Davis because I'm even if Davis, even if Davis was on a low amount of money, I just would be worried that well he's got to play, he's got to play. I don't care how good the rookie looks. I, we have and I don't care. Shakir comes off the field. Someone comes off the field. They're so close to the perfect setup to me at at the skill positions. They've got their tight end of the future. They've got their slot receiver. They've still got digs for the time being. They've got to get that other guy. And to me, they're, I, I'm kind of with you that there's no – I can't make a reunion make sense in my head. I can't, I can't create the circumstances in which I'd go, oh, yeah, okay, and that, then I'd do it. Like you say at $800,000. I mean, we're, on, we're in crazy land <laughs> yeah. if we're getting to the idea. For me and you, I think of – Okay, yeah, at that price, I would bring Davis back. 803-0550 is the phone number. Combine week, Caleb Williams is not going to throw at the combine. Do we care about that anymore? Nah. I, I JJ McCarthy is going to throw. I saw that. He's got he's got some stuff to prove. It feels like Caleb Williams only can lose. That's pretty much what it is, right? Yeah. If you think you have you need you can go higher than you than you can, then yep. you throw at the combine, and if you're already like the number one pick, you don't throw. Then there's just no reason to do it. Sal's at the Combine will have guys running in shorts this week. 40 times. Love to see it. Three cone drills. Where were you when DK Metcalf ran like the Dudes slowest three-quarter uh, three-cone drill ever? A lot of that coming up. Rich Eisen will run a 40 time also this week. That always happens on Combine Week. Stay tuned. Uh, Jody Biasi, Nate Geary, if you got a thought on the Gabe Davis conversation here, if there's any price in which you would be interested in bringing him back, let us know what you think. Sabres win against Carolina last night. We've got the trade deadline 11 days away. Some interesting commentary on that as well for you. Stay tuned. Jeremy and Joe. Jeremy is off today. Nate is in this WGR. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. You need to create explosive plays. All right, it is time for the wide receiver idea of the day. And it is not Gabe Davis, who we just talked about again. Again. (laughs) We probably will again. I imagine. Well, we got a month. 
No, wait. When's free agency start? Less than that. Yeah, three, two weeks. Um, two, thirteenth, right? Twelve, thirteenth. This is when it officially begins, where players can sign new contracts. You usually get like the rumors the, and the, the, leaks the before that, the week before. So yeah. I would say two weeks. Two weeks until the Gabe Davis conversation, I think, probably comes to an end uh, for all times after that. All right. Wide receiver idea of the day. Let's get wild with it. There is a big-name receiver in the trade rumors from this weekend. This report, there's actually two reports. One from Florio, the Pro Football Talk, who says that this star receiver... His team is hesitant to give him a fully guaranteed contract after the first year. And you have Charlie Walters of the Pioneer Press in Minneapolis that says there is, quote, steam that the Vikings could make Justin Jefferson available via trade. Steam, steam, train. Wide receiver train, steam, just saying, it's all too perfect. I made this joke, by the way, three years ago when Justin Jefferson shouted at Kirk Cousins and everybody heard it because there were no fans in the stand. (laughs) And I said, oh, 2024, three years from now, you watch, they're going to do the Diggs trade 2.0. Here you go. Here's your chance. The Bills acquiring Justin Jefferson. How do we like it for wide receiver idea of the day? Two thumbs up. How dumb is it? Let me just say this. Okay. Let's pretend it were true. What? what were Maybe true? it was that this this is that this would be true. This Charlie Walters ah. uh, blurb or report or that rumor, or whatever you want to call it. Steam. The Vikings actually made Justin Jefferson available for trade. Sure. That got that became known in league circles. Yep. You really think sunglasses bean over there is not? Making a phone call. Or he is pulling in his capology team at 4 o'clock in the morning on a Saturday. And he is demanding, you find a way for me to do this. And then I'm going to go offer them everything. Yeah. I- because I'm, I, I did this. I did this four years ago. I traded with this team for a star number one receiver. This guy's even better than that. Yep. And look how it worked. Yeah, for sure. It worked very well. It springboarded them to being a Super Bowl contender. And it's also in a draft where the Vikings could get a Justin Jefferson-esque wide receiver in the first round. How do you sell it to Minnesota? Hey, guys, we just did this. Look how it worked for you. It went great. You got the rookie deal. You don't have to pay him. You're just going to do it again. We're going to give you this pick. You're going to go draft Troy Franklin, and he's going to be awesome. And you're going to have to pay him $1 million a year. You let us handle that $33 million contract with Justin Jefferson. Let, let, let us do it. You're good. Are we Are we done? Can we? He, I'm just saying. Listen, if anything, it would, it would. It would what? I'm trying to think. It would. Uh... I'm trying to think if there is a comparable trade that has happened in the last five uh, seasons. Diggs. No. Why not is comparable? that not comparable? It would just cost more. It's the same teams. It's not comparable because I think Jefferson's on a different level. Uh, so would Tyree Kill be the best comp then? No, because Devontae, he's old. Would Devontae Adams he, have been? He, he was older uh-huh. and was under contract. 
Well, no, they re-signed him. They they they, they did. No, he him. needed he needed he one. needed a yeah. contract. Yep. Yeah. Um, that, by the way, is another piece of this. Whoever trades for Jefferson, you'll be able to make the money work in the first two years if because he agrees to a non non fully guaranteed contract. But he only wants the fully guaranteed after year one. Oh, is that, is that how it affects he, the cap? He, early he wants. On? Yeah, he wants. He wants a fully guaranteed. Here's why it's not. It's not comparable to Diggs or Tyreek Hill. He's 24. Those guys were getting traded his, when they were 28. This will be his age 25 season, but I, but but the point remains. Two years younger, yep. and from the second he stepped on the field, he was historic. Uh huh. So, like right now, today, first of all, they would never do this because it's in division. If the Bears offered them the number one pick, would they do it? Just the number one pick. Said we will give you the number one pick this year to move up. You get Justin. Wow. You, we get Justin Jefferson. You get the number one pick. I, I just let me let me put the Bills over here for a second. Given that's mostly fantasy anyway, I think uh, that would be the hottest trade to ever happen in NFL history. Correct, and it would be. And it kind of makes sense for be both the teams, doesn't it? It'd be the best move for 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 the actually. Bears. Would it though? I mean, because no, then they don't get the quarterback. But I actually, I don't. I don't think it makes sense for both teams because the Bears with Justin Fields, just like you're, you're sinking more into that's going to be the guy. But the know. Bears have the ninth overall pick. I Who know. knows if a quarterback falls that far? And, or but. they could get weird and try to move back up and use next year's pick. They have tons well, of picks. How crazy is it that the Vikings would actually trade him? Is it? I don't does think it it's have that crazy. to be bleeping crazy because no. he's the best receiver in football. Yep. He's 25 years old. Mm-hmm. But if you look at where they're at, like Kirk Cousins, they're probably not bringing him back. And even if they did, he's 36 coming off into torn, a torn Achilles. And you're starting over, aren't you? If you're the Vikings, I mean, you're at least starting over at quarterback. And you, then where, what, what, you're going to have Trey Lance throwing him passes? You're going to have J.J. McCarthy you throwing have, him passes? Like, what really is, if you're, how are you selling Jefferson on signing there? That's the problem. And here's what I'll say about Jefferson is, or here's what I'll say about the Vikings. Jefferson is the most valuable non-quarterback asset in football. Yeah. So you don't have a quarterback. It's almost not even I'm not this is a little bit dramatic, but hyper hyperbolic, whatever. Like it kind of isn't worth having just Justin Jefferson unless you have an elite quarterback with him. Mm-hmm. So, so first you're... of all, first of all, can I say this? Is them winning games this year cost them the ability to not have to trade Justin Jefferson. They're winning pointless games at the end of the season with their fifth-string quarterback and trading for a quarterback at the deadline to try to just whatever was one of the most detrimental moves that franchise has ever made. Yeah. Man. They were better off signing a UFL quarterback, a CFL quarterback, <laughs> and saying, "Listen, and and like this is some like like this would have been some sort of indictment or like you, your coach is on the hot seat if you can't keep this team competitive." O'Connell's a fantastic coach. There should have been yeah, like zero him. pressure for him or that general manager to keep that ship afloat this year. If they were a franchise, and if they were a franchise that understood the position they were in, they would have folded up shop. Especially when Jefferson got hurt. Jefferson and your starting quarterback were hurt. Fold up shop. Trade Daniil Hunter at the deadline. Like, that, that to me, and you could have sold your fan base that this is our new process. We need a quarterback. 
I think that's right. And if you if they and, had the fourth pick right now, yeah, and they could have traded if they could have got from four to two and traded this year's first and next year's first, and they had Drake May with or J- Jaden Daniels with this roster, Justin Jefferson's resigning. That's a part of it too. Is I think you know the money's going to be a thing, and maybe there would be a belief that if Minnesota gave him every dollar he wanted in the exact way he would, that he would just sign there. On the, at the same time, though, like, you, if I'm Justin Jefferson, right, like, I've got a lot of ambiguity about what this team's going to be going forward. I don't know that you'll ever figure it out at quarterback. I don't, I don't know that you ever will. So, you know, if I have some leverage here, and I, mate, it could also be, this could also be true. The idea that he wants a fully guaranteed contract, could that be Minnesota only? Yep, probably. Could that be, hey, you're going to pay the premium because I don't know what you are a quarterback for the rest of my career. If I'm going to sign up for my age 25 to age 30 seasons, that's, that's the prime of my career. That's going to decide whether or not I'm a Hall of Famer. Or not even Hall of Famer. He's probably going to be a Hall of Famer. It's going to be, this is going to decide whether I'm one of the best receivers of all time. And if you want me... To join you in quarterback, the, the the desert of finding a quarterback. Do you want me to go on that journey with you? You are go, you are going to have to guarantee me every dollar. Do you know who needs to make this trade more than anybody? Anyone but the Chiefs. Sorry, I just have to throw that out. The, yeah, obviously, really obviously, it. obviously, you had to throw that out. Okay, there. they let, could make that let, trade let, though. Uh, then why shouldn't the Bills? Uh, because they have you way more. St- they have so much more cap flexibility. You got to stop them. But you got to stop them. I don't, here's I don't the team, care what it costs. Here's the team that A has probably the assets and the ability to make the move. Yeah. B out of conference. C the quarterback. Who? The Chargers. L A too. They can always cut. A, always a bonus for players. They can cut Mike Williams and get like twenty three million back in yep. cap space. Yeah. Keenan Allen. A they should. He had an unbelievable season last year. That no one talks about. Mm-hmm. Keenan Allen probably should be back, but he's old. He's 31. And it is very obvious their first round pick from last Johnston it just did not, is not it. So you they have the what, the fifth pick? Sixth pick? Uh the sixth pick. Sixth pick. No, fi- no, because the Giants are six, so maybe it's five. I think it's five. The fifth pick this year, first round pick. Your you're gonna well, pr- you throw in your first from last year, your your receiver, and say, hey, like you get have here's here's this guy. Here's yeah. a first round pick from last year, the number five overall pick this year, and next year's second and third. There's a there's a point to be made here, which I think you're kind of getting to with the Chargers and where they pick. And you know, like the Bills and the Chiefs, they are super interesting to me. If, if this guy ever were to be available for real, and maybe that's even true. This there is a, a rumor here. It would be a tough deal to pull off if you're picking at the end of the first round because if I'm Minnesota if you are getting me to trade my once in a lifetime wide receiver although I shouldn't say that for them because they've had Randy Moss Mm -hmm. and I mean Diggs was pretty good too Uh, but either way an unbelievable player he is the number one player disposition in the league he is 25 years old if I'm Minnesota the only way I am getting rid of him is if I'm weaponizing his value to get my quarterback. Yeah. That's the only way I'm doing it. And I don't if, disagree. In that situation, I think you 
you should be able to get a top 10 pick. But, hey, we'll we'll see. I think it makes sense that he could be available. And if he is, you're not going to get me to, to believe that Brandon Bean is not going to do everything he can. I don't know. Everything he can, probably not enough, which is the, the, the point here, I think. Yeah. But I would think everything he can. That dude makes trades. That dude is aggressive when he needs to be. And I think he now understands what is needed at that position. And also, how could you not go to bed at night dreaming about what Josh Allen and Justin Jefferson would look like together? Find the money. Find the money. 803-0550 is the phone number. When we come back, stat of the day and an important state or uh, comment for your mental health as a Buffalo sports fan that that I have uh, – let's, let's just say there's – other things in sports that have really helped being a Buffalo sports fan in the last 10 years. I'll explain when we come back here in WGR. Caller 5 right now at 716-221-4WGR. Wins a four-pack of tickets to the Western New York Sport and Travel Expo. Coming to the Hamburg Fairgrounds Friday, March 8th through Sunday, March 10th. Visit WNYSportsShow.com for details and tickets. Time for the stat of the day. Stat of the day is brought to you by Seneca Gaming in Irving, home of the biggest bingo payout and slot machines with thousands won daily. Josh, what do we got for stat of the day? So we have in Division Three college playoff hockey, Hofstra University played Sacred Heart University in a playoff game that went to four overtimes. The Hofstra goaltender made 95 saves Holy on 98 shots in a loss. <laughs> So imagine being that guy, making 95 saves for your team and then losing. That's the uh, pretty insane. The hockey version of Gabe Davis against the Chiefs. It's like the greatest Uh, performance ever, and you didn't even win it. Yeah. My stat of the day is that uh, Liverpool won their uh, record tenth League Cup over the weekend. Did you uh, did you go out anywhere? Not for that game. My uh, my buddies were out. Carabao Cup. uh, You know. Yeah, sure. I know. Well, listen. My buddies that are big Liverpool fans, uh, they were out, and um, mm-hmm. there was a video of them at the bar mm-hmm. um, with shirts off around Your their buddies head. or yes. the Liverpool players? No, my, my buddies. Your buddies? Yes. Wow, for the for the Carabao Cup, which yes. is like, I don't want to belittle it, you know, they won. They, they won did. a trophy. Won. I, I'm, won. I'm happy about it, but it's like the fourth most important trophy, right? It's fourth. It's fine. It's good. I like it. The game was fun. Uh, Liverpool has really saved my ability to be a sports fan in the last ten years. Get yourself if you're if you're a hardcore Sabers and Bills fan, and you have dealt with the heartbreak or the the depression that the Sabers have brought in the last ten years. Get yourself a good Premier League team. They can really help. Like they, Liverpool's, you know, got got a title race too here at the end. There, it's like a three horse race. They're top of the table. Arsenal and Man City hot on the trail. I mean that that is living. That is living if you're a sports fan. Is having uh is having get it get a Premier League team in your life. Ideally one that's uh, not that bad. We mentioned that Peter King is uh, retiring. His final uh, actually this might not. I just think it's his announcement that he's retiring. I don't know if it's his final. Good Morning America or Football Morning in America column. And after talking about why he's retiring, and he mentions how John Madden only worked until he was 42 years old as a head coach and then walked away as, you know, something that's been in his mind for a long time. Um, 
he does get a little bit later on to talking about things happening in the league, and he mentions the possibility that the Bears, I can't believe it's not just a done deal they would take Caleb Williams, that the Bears would trade down not once, but twice. That they would go to two, give Washington the keys to Caleb Williams, then they would trade down again to eight, where Atlanta, who's very motivated to move up, would go draft Drake May. And think of the risk you are taking of looking like the biggest idiots ever. (laughs) If you are the Chicago Bears, whose all-time leading passer is Jay Cutler, you've never had a star quarterback, you've already traded out of a pick that could have been C.J. Stroud, and the next year, man, you are putting fans on edge, I think, if you trade away not one, but two picks the teams are about to use on potential franchise quarterbacks. For a, for your own guy, who's been pretty good, but does anyone think Justin Fields is like about to become an elite quarterback? I, I don't think so. No. So good luck to Bears fans if that's what they end up doing. I think they should just sit there at one and take Caleb Williams and just not th- not think too hard about it. That's it. Agreed. Just do it. All right, Combine this week. Sal will join next. Nate will head out of here, and we've got Combine talk. He'll He's from he's in Indy. Sal's in Indy. I wonder if the weather is as nice there as it is no, here. No way. Out. Oh, well, I mean, it's I'm still, saying it's still, no way. It's still a little cold, but it's it's beautiful. Like, there's zero clouds in my uh, from my vantage point here as uh, we get rolling here on a Monday. Combine week, we'll talk about it with Sal coming up next here on WGR. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.